You're listening to the IDP guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. Essen mein Scheiße. Essen mein Scheiße. Okie dokie. And welcome back to the IDP guys. This is episode 59. Uh, my name is Nathan. I'm here with my lovely co-host Johnny. Ah, guten Tag. Ooh, there we go. We get getting some German again. Uh, and Sean. What's up? And for this special episode, we are joined by our great guest, Sam Lane, FF Stompy. Hi, boy. Boys. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Okay, it's going to be bet. one of those shows, huh? All right. You bet. So, uh, for everyone out there, make sure you listen to the end of the show. We had some special uh, behind the scenes before the show uh, recordings, talked a little uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and um, Sam brought up the French broomstick. So, <laughs> make sure you check out what that is. Uh, at the end. And uh, so with that, let's jump into the question of the day. Uh, thoughts on your favorite team status at the halfway point. Let's hear from Sam on this one since uh, he's the Broncos fan. Gross. Ugh. Um, <laughs> so Are you we, saying Chad Kelly's not the answer? Well, I wish he was, but Swag. apparently he likes to just sneak in other people's houses and then get beat with a uh, vacuum cleaner. So <laughs> that no. is the that best can't, story. That can't surprise you of sneaking I, into I, another I, house. You know, it, he's consistent at least because I believe he got kicked off the team in high school, in college, and now in the pros. So at least he's consistent. Three for three. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, they just traded away uh, Demarius Thomas today. So Ooh. don't really know what that means. I think it's a good sign for. Cortland Sutton, but it might be a bad sign. And I, I didn't think they were going to go anywhere anyway, but it's probably a bad sign for the season. So mm. I don't feel great. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, how about them Cowboys, Johnny? Uh, yeah, no, no, they're, they're <laughs> terrible. Also, I uh, can't throw the ball more than eight yards to Cole Beasley. Don't have a tight end traded for the highest drop rate receiver the last two years in the NFL. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the only good thing is that we have a guy that every time I say his name, we can say Ash Meitscheiser. That's, that's about <laughs> it. That's nice. literal, literally it, yeah. All right. And you guys, you guys had your hopes up and, yeah. and turned a page and we're heading towards glory and then Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. The hopes were never up. <laughs> they <laughs> were for Nate. not for me. Nate, it's always up for me. Nate was talking shit to Seahawks Dan and stuff. Mm, yeah, of course he was. I thought Snacks was gonna make a bigger impact. I mean, he did. He made a huge impact. He yeah. made a huge I was gonna impact. Say, he had like his best game of the year. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm saying on the run game, like I, I was thinking that Seattle wasn't gonna be able to run at all. And then you know we've been getting pretty good coverage sacks, so they weren't gonna be able to throw much. It was gonna be like the Miami game. Just that didn't happen. Sixteen and zero, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, <laughs> you know, you know, Wilson threw for three touchdowns on seventeen pass attempts. Jesus. Yeah, he had th- he had as many touchdowns as he had incompletions. I mean. Oh my <laughs> yep. god, it's fucking embarrassing. Yep. <laughs> uh, what about that uh, punter that ran it out for a first first down out of the uh, end zone? 
Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> it wasn't even supposed to be a fake punt. <laughs> like, uh, uh, and then trading Golden Tate. Yeah, so, yeah. There's that. Yeah. It's all bad. I'm I, just how you I'm feeling sad. there. Yeah, you're sad. Sad is the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He was one of my favorite players. It's gonna be weird seeing him as an eagle. Just, yeah, not a fan. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, Sue. This week's news. There's a lot of news this week. Yeah. There's a lot. So let's try and get through it. Uh, I'm going to start with the older shit and we'll get to the stuff from today later. Uh, first one, Browns fire Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley for their power struggle. Uh, so they both get shit canned. What do you, what do you, I mean, we saw this coming from hard knocks. What, what do you guys, what's your take on this? Yeah, that should have happened already. Uh, the surprising part is that Todd Haley went and Greg Williams is still around. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, whatever. Hopefully it's better because I really like the Browns and yeah. their coaching staff sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God. Uh, sounds like uh, their new offensive coordinator kitchen is, is like the opposite of Todd Haley, which I think we should all be thankful for. Uh, so hopefully that means a lot of good things, maybe not this year, but next year for the Browns, (laughs) the opposite meaning good. Yes. Right. 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 I, uh, I read on ESPN today that one of the issues with Jackson was that the, the, the management kept telling him that they got Chubb for a reason, run Chubb and he wouldn't do it all year. So they eventually traded high to force him to run Chubb. And you know, even then you you just, I don't know, not, not great. Right. I wonder if that's real. Like, that's the type of thing that, like, there's no way that's real. If that's real, then Hugh Jackson is a bigger moron than what we thought because, that's hard like, to do. your job's already on the line. They just got you this stud rookie, and you're actively sabotaging your own life. Well, they, they if you read the ESPN story, they think that Jackson may have been the source of some of the leaks, too, that caused the, the problems with him and Haley. To the media. Where'd you see all this? Go to ESPN.com front page story. Really? Absolutely. ESPN. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Days of our lives. NFL mm. edition. Um, all right. <laughs> Keeping it moving here. Fitzmagic is back. Does anyone care? I have him in Dynasty. It all depends on what he's wearing in the post uh, game conference. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. If he's wearing dope shit, I'm into it. If not, then... Move along. Does he, he might win? get smoked this week against the Panthers too. Yeah, mm, yeah, true. That's that's a good possibility. So uh, Manning may not start this week, but that was before the Kyle Laletta arrested news. Mm. So do we think that Manning's starting again because Laletta's an idiot or or what? Yeah. Was, okay. I gotta ask. Was it Laletta or somebody else that was saying that Baker Mayfield would be shining his shoes at the beginning of the year? Oh, I don't remember that. All right, move along. Keep going. I'll find (laughs) out. (laughs) Yeah, you look into that one. So uh, anyone that watched the Packers game saw Ty Montgomery decided not to take a knee and instead fumble the ball and lose the game. He was traded today to the Ravens. (laughs) So that was interesting. How does that hurt my Alex Collins shares? Does it? it shouldn't that one didn't really make any sense to me with at who all they have like yeah. they have Buck Allen a good pass catching back they have Alex Collins a good 
running back uh, runner. And then where does Ty Montgomery fit in? Yeah, yeah I don't know. And then the, like the response was like traded for the running back help we needed. It was like, how is that the running back help you needed? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, the bigger thing there is Packer fans looking like a bunch of douchebags with, uh, oh, yeah. with all the death threats and shit to time Montgomery where it's like, yeah, every fan base does crazy shit like this. This was just bad though, man. Like I've never, yeah, it, yeah. he's a human being <laughs> like get it together guys. Uh, so yesterday the story was Lions shopping Tate for mid round pick. Today they shopped him. Yeah, for the mid round pick. Uh, what do you guys? What's what's your take on that? Tate to the Eagles. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think Aguilar it means bad things for Aguilar. Mm. Uh, what I do think you think it's about good Zach for Ertz? the Eagles overall? What? What do you think about uh, Tate's impact on Zach Ertz? Because isn't Ertz more of the checkdown? Uh, receiver there. I honestly, I, I think it hurts Aguilar more than anything. It, it probably hurts Godert a little bit too. Um, mm-hmm. Just because you're getting that reliable uh, slot receiver. Um, one, probably one of the arguably the top slot receivers in the game. So you have that outside receiver and Alshon, that dependable tight end. And now that reliable slot receiver. So I think they just get that much better. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. On to a little injury news. Anthony Hitchens week to week. Uh, in my mind, that kind of ups Ragland a little bit, who actually played just as much as Hitchens this week. So we'll talk about that later in defensive waivers. Joey Bosa could play against Seattle this week. Ooh. God, I hope so. Oh I've my been God. Sitting please. on him <laughs> everywhere. And it's like, man, in. In rosters that aren't entirely IDP, like you only have so many bench slots and it mm-hmm. sucks wasting one on a fucking defensive player. And it's like, yep, you can't let Joey Bosa go, but we have no idea when he's going to play. Yep. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it has not been ideal. And that'll uh, bump Ingram, Ingram, uh, Ingram, oh my God, up a little bit <laughs> when he comes back. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Will, Will Fuller done for the season. Uh, obviously, they traded for Thomas today. Kuti would have been the guy, but uh, we all agree Thomas is, is now that guy. Yeah. Well, I I, I would say that uh, Kuti probably takes the place of Fuller because Demarius Thomas is just not a Fuller-type receiver. Um. So it's kind when of, you say, it's kind when of you say takes me. the place though, it's like, yeah, he may take over that role, but he doesn't necessarily take over that production. Cause Oh no. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it's a little bit more muddy than that. I, I would think that they just aren't startable at this point until one of them shakes out. Mm. So, you know, yeah, so no, I agree. So before today, everyone like the top move this week was Kiki QT, like in a bunch of places. Um, so not anymore. Right. just kind of hold your horses on that for now. Yeah, right. I would say Cortland Sutton's probably the top move. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Carl Lawson, a Bengals defensive end, out for the season. He wasn't doing much this year, so not the biggest uh, impact there. Um, this is a bummer because I really like him too. Yeah, he's got a lot of talent, just just not yet for him. Um, both Jakuski Tart and Ruben Foster unlikely to play this Thursday as of yesterday. I don't know if that's updated. Uh, not great, but start up your Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. And uh, he should get a shitload of production uh, this Thursday. 
this is going to sound weird, but start your start Jared Cook and Derek Carr if that's the case. Ugh, that makes me vomit in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've got. I mean, Cook has been decent this yeah. year. Uh, you know, surprisingly. Yeah, in in the world of bad tight ends, so right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Barry Church concussion. Uh. We'll see if he gets through the protocol this week, but he his production really hasn't been where it's been before. So that's not the hugest thing in the world. Uh, for you guys, the Lions fans, both uh, Reeves Maven and Christian Jones were seen moving well after their injuries in the locker room, so they should be fine going forward. That's good. Wait, can we can we start? Uh, can we talk about the brawl for the Jacksonville Jaguars in London? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. sure. Yeah, we should. What the fuck <laughs> was seventy four thousand dollars tab you're trying I, to walk I, out on? I, what is I wrong with 50, you? I saw fifty thousand pounds and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's unreal. How are you like? First of all, you have plenty of money to pay that tab. Second of all, if you don't have money to play that tab, what the fuck are you doing racking up that tab? Yeah. Well, the- third of all, how does a fight happen out of this? Like you're walking out on your tab and somebody's like, yo, dude, you got to pay your tab. And you're like, nah, I'm going right to punch you. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. There were a lot of dudes there too. You, I mean, well-paid dudes there too. So yep. they could have yeah. paid that. Yeah. So that was that was a fun thing to wake up to. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely too much Red Dead. They're they're going to the bar and then fighting their way out. <laughs> Getting that wanted level up. There you go. So uh, I'll fight them in Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, ha ha Clinton Dix uh, to the Redskins. That, in uh, my opinion, hurts uh, Swearinger a little bit. Who's been actually really good the past few weeks. Um, so that's not ideal. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Does that help Dix or, or not? Nah? Mm, I don't know. The Packers was a pretty good spot to be for him, I thought. But Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I think that makes the Washington Redskins very, very scary because they have the number two and number three ranked uh, safeties by PFF this season. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Their defense just got a lot better. And they're not even playing Zach Brown a lot. He only had like 60-something percent of snaps this well, week. Well, and, and Nicholson's coming off the bench. It's That's a scary defense. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, like Nicholson was good. one that played way better than I thought he would last year. Yeah, they're definitely a quietly good team this year. That's for sure. Uh, so financial genius Michael Kendricks uh, suspended, what is it, eight weeks? Eight games. Eight games. Eight, but eight with games. time served. Right. So he can be back, I don't know, sometime later. KJ writes back, so this doesn't mean anything, basically. <laughs> right, right. Sometime later. But the the detail here is that he, he's eligible to come back uh, November, like late November, early December, right around the time his sentencing goes through with uh, his... Um, and he could go away for 25, 25 years. years. Yeah. Oh, so he yeah. might gain eligibility and then uh, lose his freedom. Right. <laughs> And it loses butthole virginity. Yeah. <laughs> Get that fr- French broomstick going. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. So uh Dante Fowler to the Rams, because they didn't they didn't they didn't need any defensive line right. help or anything, right? Holy shit. This defensive well, line is ridiculous. So they didn't have any really good edge rushers, right? They just had the interior line. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So now they have an edge rusher, which is just like, what? I mean, how much? So they get to leave back later, probably later this month or in December. Yeah, he should be coming back soon. It was like a four to six week thing, and that was a few weeks ago. 
then where is their weakness? Like, that's crazy. There, there is none. Sean McVay is just playing Madden Ultimate Team right now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, they're good. Uh, God, I hate being in the NFC. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and the other thing is, like, I, I think he's got, and, and this is the way that the NFL should go, is that he's got the right idea that you have to go all in on these rookie, these QB uh, rookie contracts right. because then you have to start paying them. Yep, yep. Yeah, they're they're definitely selling out to win this year, and they got a damn good chance at it. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, so Tremaine Edmonds suffered a concussion in the uh, Patriots game. We'll see if he gets through the protocol or not. I, I hope so because he's been playing well and you know reliable, consistent this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is about it. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, so this is the part of the show where we pair up two sets of defenders and a set of offensive players, and we talk about them compared to each other and who we would set, uh, who we would play in our lineup. Then we put it in a tweet, send it out to y'all folks in the Twitter land, and see what comes back. So let's talk about last week's gut checks real quick. Uh, the first one here is a pair of defensive tackles, Cleveland's Larry Ogunjobi. Versus Philly's Fletcher Cox for 94 votes, 52% went Ogan Joby. Wow. Yeah. Really? That's surprising, actually. Mm-hmm. That's really surprising given that he put up, what, two goose eggs in a row? Yeah, he's not been good since like week three. <laughs> you, yeah. you can thank Evan Silva for anybody even knowing his name, by the way. Oh, no. I, uh, I actually picked him up preseason and was playing him in a thought I was a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Spoiler alert. <laughs> so uh, the next one is an offensive uh, gut check. So a pair of tight ends, some of the barfy tight ends. Um, Chicago's Trey Burton and Cleveland's David Njoku. 207 votes, 56% went Njoku. Hmm. Interesting. Good. (laughs) Good. All right. So the last one here is a pair of linebackers. Uh, Green Bay Packers, Blake Martinez versus Buffalo's Tremaine Edmonds pre-injury. 105 votes, 57% to Martinez. Yeah, they're pretty close. All righty. Okay. So for this (laughs) week's, we've got, uh, we'll start with a pair of safeties. First one is Justin Evans of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Has played and started seven games, uh, 32 solo tackles, nine assists, zero sacks, two pass defense, one pick, no force fumbles. Versus Malcolm Jenkins, the always reliable safety for the Eagles, who has played in one more game. So that's uh, eight games played and started. 34 solo tackles, eight assists, zero sacks, six pass defense, no picks, one force fumble. And uh, I think Jenkins is the safer one, but Evans has the higher ceiling. Uh, I would go with Evans. But what do you guys think? Go ahead, Sam. Um, I'm going to go with Jenkins. That secondary looks tremendously bad, so I just can't really rely on somebody in that secondary as of right now. Yeah. I really liked uh, Evans coming out, but I think I'm going Jenkins too. Okie dokie. Yeah, I'll go with the safe play in Jenkins. 
Okie dokie. Next one is interesting. Mm-hmm. I asked Nate this last night. So if I asked you guys who is the best uh, points-wise IDP linebacker in the league right now, you would say? Uh, Brian Erlacher. <laughs> what? <laughs> No. Okay. I remember he had a twenty tackle, twenty tackle game one time. He's awesome. Um, well, it's Darius Leonard, but yeah. that's not what we're talking about. So the second place guy for the league this year is Corey Littleton of the Rams. Yeah, that's some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's believable, but he kind of snuck in there. You know what I mean? Like no one really saw that coming, and Barron hasn't touched him really since he's gone back. So. Anyway, Corey Littleton of the Rams has played and started all eight games, 46 solo tackles, 20 assists, three sacks, one safety, eight pass defenses, one pick, no force fumbles, going against the third place guy in the league right now, which is Kiko Alonso of the Dolphins, uh, played and started all eight games as well, 51 solo tackles, 25 assists, no sacks, four pass defense, two picks, three force fumbles. And I want Kiko Alonso yeah. just because he has a terrible offense and he will be on the field far more often. Yeah, I'm definitely going yeah, I'm with Kiko. You. Um, my question here is, so Alex Ogletree went to the Giants and before the uh, year we we were lauding that, we thought that would be the greatest shit. How much is it Alec Ogletree and how, or how much is it the spot on the Rams that he was in? If Corey Littleton came in and just blew up like this, I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's a combination of both, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. right, right. And uh, the Rams have a lot of mouths to feed too. I mean, it just to get through that defensive line. I mean, for run stopping and whatnot. And you got John Johnson coming in stealing tackles. So, but Littleton somehow kept it up. He's second in the league. So, what the mm-hmm. hell do I know? Uh, this last one, pair of running backs, the offensive one. I think you guys are going to enjoy this. So the first one is Mr. Philip Lindsay of the Broncos. Has played eight games, started one, 531 rush yards, three rush touchdowns, 18 receptions for 136 yards, one receiving touchdowns, no fumbles lost. Going against Carrion Johnson of the Lions, who has played seven games, started four, 466 rush yards, one rushing touchdown. 21 uh, receptions, 158 receiving yards, zero fumbles lost. This is awfully close. I like uh, I like Philip Lindsay just because of his situation, but enlighten me. I'll Go let ahead, Sam. Man. Well, actually, I'll let Sam and Sean fight this one out because <laughs> they're both uh, knowledgeable. Uh, so go for it, you guys. I'm going to go with carry on. (laughs) I just, he was my number four running back coming out in this class. Um, He's just, he's got a good hips. He, he runs a little tall, but he can, he, he's smooth. He can pass catch. He led the sec in rushing last year. So that's impressive. Yeah. So I, I just carry on and he's looked great this year. Um, And in the four games, he's really started. Let's be real. Um, so I, I, as much as I like Philip Lindsay, um, I just, I like carry on that much more. Um, okay. So you're picking the two guys that I had rated higher than anybody else that I was reading, uh, going into this draft. So these are two of my favorites, obviously carry on ended up in Detroit. Um, I'm taking Philip Lindsay here. Wow. I love this. This is great. (laughs) Okay. So hear me out though. Um, 
Philip Lindsay is going to catch passes and he's going to find ways to get work no matter what, where carry on Johnson might have games like he had this past week where he put up production, but what do you have? Eight carries where it's yeah. like, yeah, Detroit fell behind and Detroit's a pass first team. So if they fall behind, they're going to do what they do and they're going to pass. They're not going to commit to establishing the run. They're going to run when they have to, and that's going to be what it is. So uh, just for me, I think that Lindsay's going to be more consistent and I really feel like, carry on while he's the better running back is going to have some games where he just doesn't get the volume that he needs. But, but he also had six receptions for 69 yards. No, that's absolutely true. And like four of those came on one drive, like, and also like two of his carries, he had like six touches on one drive and it was just like, yep, the first touch worked. We're going to do this for one whole drive and then we're going to stop for the rest of the game. So like, yeah, he got the receptions and all that, but that hasn't been a consistent thing so far this year. And it might be more consistent now that Tate's gone, but we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see what happens. And also, uh, Riddick is going to be coming right. back. So I, yeah. And my, I guess my concern with Lindsay is that you all, you have Freeman who, who's a good bet running back in his own right, but you also have Devonte Booker who for some reason still gets those passing down, um, touches or those, uh, passing down, uh, snaps. So uh, that, I guess that's my concern with Philip Lindsay is he's sharing the backfield basically with a three headed monster. Um, and his receptions haven't been consistent either. So he's been, he's been sharing that backfield all year. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. Um, right. So, and, and, I think you're not going to go wrong either way here. Cause really since week, what three, when carry on went for 101 yards, he's been, yeah, it, was, it was against the Patriots. Yeah. Right. Um, so he's been consistent in terms of getting those, uh, touches and points. Um, so I, 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 I don't think you can go wrong here. I'm, I just prefer carry on maybe more, more so for the long run than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think dynasty-wise, it's not a question. It's carry on Johnson for me. Uh, I think just from here on out, from this point, um, I think carry on's a more talented guy. I just like both of them are kind of iffy on that like consistent production train where like it could go either way. And just like if I was, I mean, I'd say if I was a betting man, I am a betting man. <laughs> so uh, like in this case, I think I would just bet on Philip Lindsay getting more consistent production than carry on Johnson this year, or at least having fewer like absolute lows. Nice. Yeah, I can, I can get behind that. Yep. I, I like the, the fandom spot right there. Yeah. yeah that was pretty good. I forgot you were a Bronco fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's been on the show with us the whole time, but now is his segment where we just we get to fluff Sam for a little bit. Um, so that was the part where we pretend like he hasn't been on the show the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sam, um, one of the big things is on Twitter, you're always on some show doing something new in the fantasy community. Just. Give us a little taste of what's going on since the last time we talked to you. Like, um, 
plug some shows you've been on, plug, you know, plug your shit, but um, just what's going on, Sam? Plug your shit. shit That seems to be kind of an ongoing theme for this is just plugging people's holes and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I've, uh, since become since I was last on become a, a weekly, I guess guest for Top Shelf DFF mm-hmm. uh, with Xavier J Warner, Coach X on Twitter. I can't remember his full Twitter handle. It's Xavier um, J Warner. All, okay, there you go. Word. Um, who you who you guys have had on here? Yep. Um, yep. And then uh, on the Father Son uh, Fantasy Football Podcast which is at father son, uh, FF. And then, uh, you can follow Justin. It's, I think Justin FSFF on Twitter. Um, I just do kind of the weekly start sits for both of those. Um, been doing a weekly start sit column for, uh, the fantasy authority. Um, I think I'm six weeks in a row now with 54% or more hit rate. Uh, so Yeah. So that feels pretty good. Um, Could be better. uh, (laughs) Thanks. Appreciate that. (laughs) Um, And then joined up with uh, sports saber metrics. I don't know if I plugged that the last time I was on. I think Uh, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. So you guys have talked about it, but we've been doing uh, putting out some new products out there. We have this premium start sit tool which has helped tremendously. It's a new way to look at start sits. It looks at like matchups and stuff like that. So, um, and gives you kind of a green, yellow, red, like green being good, red being bad matchup for like the run and the pass. So it definitely helps in, in determining what, what's a good start and what's a good, uh, sit for, for the week. So we've been kind of pushing that. Um, so go check out sportsabermetrics.net and, uh, let us know what else we can add. I know Matt, um, is, starting to put in, I think the last decade worth of stats for every player. Um, so that's been kind of a major project for him. So hopefully that'll be up here in the next few weeks as well. Nice. That's cool. So wait, green is good. Red is bad. What's yellow? Uh, mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's, it's not the, well, and, and it really depends. So you could have a great, like, passing offense, but a great passing defense. So you could see yellow, but you're not really going to sit. So like this week, for instance, Todd Gurley goes up against um, the top uh, rushing defense in the league. Well, you're not going to sit Todd Gurley. So that's what, I mean, you, you kind of have to look into it, but yeah, yellow is kind of um, your, it kind of tells you it's not a great matchup, but it's not the worst thing in the world. If you start one of the players there. Mm. Nice. Nice. Uh, so what about, uh, what you're doing for us, how you're, you've been doing some rookie count your rookie column. How's that going? How are the rookies doing? Good. Um, so like we were talking before, and, and maybe this is on the uh, extra part of the podcast, but this has been a great rookie class for IDP. Uh, you just have a tr- lot of, uh, tremendous IDP players, uh, Darius Leonard, uh, Roquan Smith is starting around into shape. Tremaine Edmonds, Fred Warner. Um, a couple of the guys I mentioned this week are, uh, Jair Alexander and Trey flowers and the rookie roundup. Uh, those guys have been consistent, uh, guys like Jesse Bates, mm-hmm. who yeah. is kind of going under the radar in terms of defensive player of the year honors. Uh, he's been a monster this year at safety for the Bengals. Dude, Minka has been pretty good too. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so James has been all right. 
I, Terrell Edmonds has, has had his moments. Um, Josie Jules had his moments. So it's it's just and then like Leighton Vander Eschmein Scheisse. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, he he's had he's had a really good year even with Sean Lee in there. So this has just been a really good class um, for for these rookie IDP guys. So that's been really cool to cover. And and my uh, article or my series of articles covers those lesser known guys. So, uh, I've done like Oren Burks, uh, Jerome Baker right before he broke out uh, a little bit, which is something we can get into, but I'm pretty upset about the dolphins. Mm. Um, (laughs) Everyone's upset about the dolphins. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So I, I'm just looking at those like under the radar guys that maybe we don't know about, uh, or maybe uh, general IDP players don't know about, but should know about. Um, and that's just trying to give kind of the upper edge to the IDP players that, that read IDP guys. Nice. So yeah, speaking of Jerome Baker, what the hell's going on there? So Raekwon has been <laughs> out snapping him the last couple of weeks and Raekwon's actually starting to produce, which is yeah. kind of weird. He had like nine tackles this week. Uh yeah, so what's going on? Baker spiked, and now it's like they're they're just ignoring that. I, I don't get it. It's, it's super weird that he's producing because he's one of Nate's guys. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and my guys don't pan out. <laughs> well, and yeah, it's what's crazy is that Raekwon has what I think he's the leading tackler for the Dolphins the last two weeks, and I don't know, like if you watch or look at the snap count, it's like kind of this parabolic curve where Jerome Baker's starting to come down, and he's seen less snaps this week or the last few weeks. So I don't really understand what they're doing there. Yeah, that's a strange one, and uh, another weird one is Godchow. Um, they, they cleared the decks for him. They shit can that other defensive tackle. I can't even remember the dude's name. And, uh, you know, now he's up to like 80 something percent snaps a week, but the production has, hasn't caught up. Do you think he's like, uh, it's going to happen this year or is he like a taxi squad guy for down the road? Or what do you think? Um, it's, it's really hard to say for defensive tackles just because like not everybody's Linval Joseph, not everybody's snack Harrison snacks Harrison. So like he's had his moments, he's had a game of five tackles. He's had a game of six tackles. Um, he's had, uh, multiple, um, tackles for loss, but like the last couple three weeks have just been really weird. Um, Chicago's kind of tough because they didn't run the ball all that well. So I don't know if he's just stuffing holes and they're avoiding him. Um, but then like Houston and Detroit, they got run, ran over. So I don't really know what's going on there. I still think he's extremely talented and I think, and so does Gary. Um, but yeah, he, he might be a taxi squad, this, uh, guy this year. Yeah. Right. Right. He'll pan out eventually. I mean, they, they clearly have confidence in him too. So, I mean, they wouldn't be up in his snaps and, and getting rid of his competition if they didn't. So. Right. And, and the weird, the other weird thing is he was actually pretty well known for, as a uh, pass rusher in college. And you just have not seen that in the two years. Um, he's been more of a, uh, run stuffer than anything. So I don't know if that's, uh, something that will come in time as he learns how to be a better uh, pass rusher in the NFL or not. Yep. Hope so. So, uh, with the, the Brandon Marshall injury, uh, on your Broncos, um, what do you think? Do, do we make a, a Josie Jewell waiver claim if you're like in a deep league and you need some linebacker help? Or how do you think they're going to go about that? Uh, I, they seem to want to give him snaps. Um, they have over the last few weeks. 
but he's been taking, like you said, Brandon Marshall, or uh, maybe you didn't say this, but he's been taking some of Brandon Marshall snaps, which is very odd to me because Todd Davis, while great at uh, stuffing the run has is terrible in coverage. And that's one of their biggest weaknesses. And Brandon Marshall is actually okay in coverage. So I don't, (laughs) I don't know what this entire coaching staff is doing. Uh, I don't know what Joe Woods is doing uh, in particular as a defensive coordinator, but they need to get Josie Jewell in there. He's looked when, when he's been given the opportunities looked great. He's had five or more tackles when he's had 50% or more of the snaps. So yes, I'll say yes. I, I mean, I'm hope I don't have a lot of hope for this season. Um, so I would hope that they start to see what they have in guys like Josie Jewell. Plus, I don't know if they bring Brandon Marshall back next year. Right, right. And uh, it's funny you mentioned Davis. He had like that career week uh, the, the weekend before this last one. And his snaps went up again. He was at like 96 or something percent this week, which is the the most he's seen all year by far. So that was interesting. My, mind you, they also had back-to-back 200-yard uh, rushing or gave up back-to-back 200-yard rushing games. So uh, is he effective? Doesn't look like it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> gotcha. Um, cool. So also on the Broncos, we got to talk about Mr. Bradley Chubb there. So he, uh, I mean, this last game he had like half a sack, you know, a handful of tackles. But before that, he he had like, what, five sacks in two games or three games, something like that. Um, he's been turning it up lately. Well, and I think this is something that we all expected from the number five pick. I think, I mean, you could argue whether it was Harold Landry or Maurice Hurst, who, whoever was the best pass rusher, but Chubb was the most complete edge rusher in the, in, in the draft this year. And this is definitely something we expected. It just took a little bit, but um, now him and uh, Von Miller over the last three games have been able to turn it up a little bit. Uh, and I think combined, they might have seven, eight sacks uh, over the last three games, uh, which hasn't helped them in two of them, but they've been, they can't, they, were kept in it uh, by the defense against the Rams. And then again, again on Sunday against the uh, Kansas city chiefs. So I'm, I'm very excited for this. Um, hopefully they can get a competent quarterback and you be, or, and use that defense to the best of its ability. Yeah, definitely. Um, and this, does, this has nothing to do with rookies, but uh, Simmons uh, has been incredible as a safety for them this year. He's been great all year. Yeah. And he was, so my, uh, I guess first series for the IDP guys was the unsung hero series. Mm -hmm. Uh, just looking at some of those under the radar guys that might, uh, do well this year. Um, I know Tony Jefferson was one of them for Baltimore and he's, uh, I don't know how he's looked of late, but at the beginning of the season, it looked really good. And then Justin Simmons has been awesome and he was also part of that safety article. So yeah, it it feels pretty good to kind of look at those guys and and see that some of my predictions are coming true. Right. Right. And uh, your biggest prediction was obviously uh, the Mahomes one, which uh, has come come completely true. Uh, What do you think? You think he breaks 50 uh, TDs for the year or what do you, what do you think? I mean, they only scored 30 points and he threw four touchdowns on Sunday. So yeah, I I can't say yes because it's hard to predict a record breaker. But even in the games, like the Broncos have been the best defense against Mahomes, and he still just kind of blew through him. So, yeah. do I think he breaks it? I don't know. Do I think he can get 
uh, over 40. I'll, I'll say he gets over 40 touchdowns for the season. Mm. Yeah. That's still a hell of a season. Yeah. Yeah. So have you uh, been dragging your nuts through all these podcasts ever since the uh, Mahomes thing uh, came true? I, I take victory laps. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. I, I don't, I, I will say, I don't think I could have predicted how good he's been. I thought he would throw a lot more interceptions and just be more of a gunslinger, but he's been very good in his decision-making as well. Um, so that's something that, and, it, and it's hard for me to admit this because um, I'm a Broncos fan and he's obviously a Kansas city chief. So that's really mm-hmm. hard. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be, he's one of the better young quarterbacks in the league and will be for a long time. So that's pretty cool to see. Nice. Yeah, Jeff Risen and I uh, talked about it at the, I think it was the DLP get together last year um, where when he was not starting, we were just rubbing our hands together, waiting for Mahomes to play because right. oh, really? everyone was all hyped on Watson. It was like, Oh man, just wait till they see Mahomes. This guy's all the tools. Well, and there was uh, the, was it the Monday night game? It was a Monday night game against the Broncos where you saw him warming up and he was just throwing like 100 yard bombs without pads on. Like, and it was so nonchalant. It was just like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was, that was an up and down game for him too. Like where, right. like the level of hype for him should have been a <laughs> lot higher than it was after that game. Um but it wasn't just because he had some bad plays in there too. Well, and really you could make the argument that might've been his best game as a pro because he was able to work through what the Broncos were throwing at him and eventually lead them to a second half um, comeback. Yeah. Yeah. He did that with the Patriots game too. He adjusted very nicely and uh, right. kept, kept them in it. Uh, just something I do want to say about your uh, Twitter, Twitter sphere activities is I love your transparency, man. We don't get enough of that in fantasy yeah, right. football. I put up every week what I got right and what I got wrong. You do the same exact thing, and I love it. That's good stuff. Yeah, and and really, I mean, that's the reason I started because you see guys um, just taking victory laps on guys that, or things they get right, but you don't. You rarely see guys um, taking the hit for what they got wrong. Um, there's definitely some names out there that do that that we won't mm, mention on here, but exactly. Um, yeah, I just, I think we could all use more of that, just more transparency, more trust. Um, and I think it, but it, I think it also humanizes the people behind, behind the computer screen as well. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it, we're not, um, uh, what predictors, fortune tellers. fortune tellers. Thank you. Uh, the, the, the words are catching up with me. I'm not. I'm not doing so hot here. The weekly meltdown where I then explain that I'm a pr- uh, better at print than broadcast. And, uh, I, I can't speak in the words very well. And, and you're dehydrated from your EPI. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I thought we'd make it a whole podcast without talking about that. We've talked about the French broomsticks. Are we yeah. not talking about EPI? Is that not a thing anymore? <laughs> I thought this was a thing, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's consistent with our brand for sure that we love to, we started this even last year before we kind of, I wouldn't say we've made it yet, but before we kind of blew up to the point that we were getting more than like, uh, three randos and our parents listening. Um, my parents never listen to this shit. Your parents don't <laughs> love you. 
<laughs> it just got real. Um, <laughs> but so we, we like to be transparent and it, it's tough when you have a, a flop and then you've got that guy going like, dude, you lost me my week. Like what the fuck? Well, so. I, I genuinely care. Like uh, this, yeah. this guy asked me last week, BJ Goodson or Matt Milano and Milano had the ideal perfect matchup, like sent from heaven against the Patriots. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's the perfect IDP matchup for a uh, weak side linebacker. And Goodson has this career game out of nowhere. And I'm like, shit, dude, like, I'm sorry, man. Like I, I didn't see that one coming. And he's like, no, man, it's cool. He's like, you've been right most of the time. It's all good. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we do. We do care. We're not trying to screw it up for you. You know what I mean? And that's another reason why we uh, we don't have a paywall is we want to be transparent and accessible with our content. So you don't have to pay ten dollars to get bad advice. Absolutely. Um, Yep. So (laughs) you get that. You get that from Nate for free. Yep. I love that we're throwing under people under the bus without actually mentioning names. That's great. Well, that's that's the whole thing, right? That's the shtick is uh, you you write. Well, you don't rise above. You beat down your competition anonymously. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> yep. But um, well, for everyone out there, make sure you're following Sam on Twitter at FF Stompy. Um, one of the greats, one of the best. Well, I appreciate that. Um Definitely glad to have him on our staff. Uh, so with that, let's launch into um, offensive waivers. John, you want to take that away? Yeah, and we've got uh, we've got uh, Sam and um, Sean here this week. So we've got two opinions. That's excellent. Uh, all right, first one we'll start with, and these are the trending transactions on Yahoo. So this is what everyone's going out to the store and buying. Uh, DJ Moore, wide receiver, Panthers is the first one here. What do you guys think? Go ahead and take it away, Sam. I, yeah, I don't love it. Um, I would rather have Funches because he's been much more consistent for a cam this year. Uh, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with Torrey Smith being out is why you saw a lot more from DJ Moore. I think he's more, he's obviously a dynasty candidate, but this year I, I just, he's been too inconsistent for me to love. Yeah. I didn't really like him coming out as my like it's not that I didn't like him I didn't like him as a first round NFL draft pick I thought that was way over the top and I think that the Panthers offense is not designed to support a ton of receiving options especially with McCaffrey there I just I don't know I like there's nothing there that makes me think that he's gonna be a league winner waiver wire pickup you know and and I think the other thing is they just don't throw a ton. So I don't know how much volume you're actually going to get. They don't throw a ton and they have a ton of other people that right. are going to catch the ball. You know, like McCaffrey's on track for what, like 90 receptions this year. I don't know. I could yeah. be way off on that. That's just a total guess. But like that's that's wide receiver one numbers. And then you have Funches. So that basically makes your wide receiver two, your wide receiver three. And then you still have Greg Olson too. So I don't know. There's nothing there that makes me think he's going to be anything special in terms of fantasy production. McCaffrey's projected or on pace for 101 receptions this year. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So how about uh, once again, this is like the third week in a row, David Moore, Seattle wide receiver. Uh, I like him a little more. He keeps, uh, we'll put it he keeps that way. producing. Yeah. 
I think yeah. he he only had four targets last week, but he led the Seahawks in targets. Um, I don't know what to think of Baldwin's situation. Mm. Uh, he, he might just be battling those injuries, and I, I do like I like David Moore a lot. Yeah, I like David Moore more uh, just because I think that Tyler Lockett is mostly he's he's going to get kicked inside. I think when uh, Baldwin starts playing more and when David Moore is going to move outside, I just think that that's probably their ideal setup. And I like that a lot more for David Moore than DJ Moore. Alrighty. How about uh, Peyton Barber with the Ronald Jones uh, season-ending injury? Uh, Peyton Barber doesn't change for me um, just because I don't think Ronald Jones did a whole lot to take away from him in the first place. So um, I think this is probably just the same as it was. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, Jack Doyle is back at tight end. Had a nice week this week for PPR. Uh, What do you think? Uh, I I think he's Luck's number one target. Um, And what the big thing has been so good though. His snap share went down to 18%. Wow. Yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) here, let me, I'm going to look these uh, snap shares up. Go ahead and talk. Yeah. I just, for me, tight ends are bad enough as they are right now. And having a second tight end, that can put up receiving numbers is going to take away from that so much. Like I just, I am going to have a hard time envisioning the Colts having two tight end ones. That's, I guess where I'm at but on is, that. Is there, is there a quote second tight end one or whatever uh, in the age of Barfy tight ends good enough to pick up though? You know what I mean? Uh, no, not good enough to pick up. So yeah, I'm like I'm down for picking up Doyle, I guess. So yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but do I think that he's gonna be a tight end one? Probably not. Um, let's let's see who the tight end ones are right now. Let's pull this up. Well, I mean, so I, I'm I, I'm gonna disagree with it just because, and this is more has to do with snap share. Um, the first two weeks, Jack Doyle played 94 and 97 percent of the snaps to Ebron's 45 and 28 percent, and then this week Doyle played in 73 percent, Ebron played in 22 percent, um, and Mo Ali Cox actually outsnapped Eric Ebron this week as the the second tight end. So, hmm. I and and that may be more of a blocking role, and that's fine. But I just it, with Ebron with his snap share and his routes run. He, I don't think he can keep up the touchdown um, percentage that he's had when Jack Doyle's in there. No, he may not be able to, but that doesn't mean that Jack Doyle will. Uh, Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. So Jimmy Graham is tight end 12 right now. Let's see where he's at right now. Uh... So it looks like four, eight, seven, six, eleven, nine, four. So do we think that Jack Doyle's gonna get about seven targets a game? 
I, he's had 22 in the three games he's played this year. Okay. So do you think that that's going to keep going given that he played 94 and what, 96 in the first two games and then Ebron has just torn it up since then? I personally do. Yes. Um, but I also thought that they could both finish as top 24 tight ends. So top 24. Yeah. Top 12. No, that oh, no. I guess that's, I guess that's where I'm at is I don't think Jack Doyle from here till the end of the season can be a top 12 tight end. And I, I, I do, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's tough. I, I think in this tight end landscape, you have to pick up Jack Doyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but how that ends up is definitely up for debate. Yeah, I played Jeff Swaim a couple weeks ago. I'm picking up Jack Doyle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Word. Uh, all right, so Devontae Parker, wide receiver, Dolphins, with all their ridiculous injury issues. What do you think? Meh. I, I just don't know what to think of Parker with Gase. Gase keeps giving, like, these backhanded compliments to Parker, and it's one of the funniest things to see in the media. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. If Stills is I'm out, just not interested him? at all. I just, I think that there's so many good receivers in this day and age that there's no reason for me to, right. to do that at all. What about as, as a spot start? If it's a similar situation with like Stills out and and stuff this week, I would rather have Amendola. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Uh, next one, you're a big fan of Sam Cortland Sutton, Broncos yep. wide receiver. I mean, you're taking a monster amount of targets um, in DT and basically giving them over to Sutton, who already had a decent amount of targets. And he was a huge red zone option for Case Keenum. I think he finishes. I I, I won't say um, wide receiver one, but I definitely think he's a wide receiver two the rest of the way. Okay. Sean? Yeah, I'm into it. Wide receiver two is about where I'd put him probably. Sounds good. How about uh, Aaron Jones, especially now that Montgomery has been shipped off to Never Never Land? Yeah, I think Aaron Jones is probably not on your waiver wire, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sam, how about this one? Devontae Booker is on the trending transactions uh, for Yahoo this week. Kill me. (laughs) (laughs) That guy guy should not be getting snaps. Like, he... If you watch him run the ball, he's an oh, he's a decent pass catcher. But if you watch him run the ball, you can see holes that he doesn't see, and you're just like, "What are you looking at? You just ran into the back of your line. Where is your vision?" Um, yeah. When Freeman gets back, he absolutely and and we know that both Freeman and um, Philip Lindsay can catch balls. So I don't know why Devonte Booker is in there unless John Elway and, and Vance Joseph are trying to prove something yeah. that they weren't wrong about Devonte Booker, which they absolutely are. He is the third and arguably he was the fourth most talented I, back on that roster. To be fair, I was wrong about Devonte Booker. <laughs> I like coming out. I really liked him. Oh no. And that's fine. But you can admit that they're like, Oh, we got to give him snaps because the, this is what he does is good. And it's like, okay, he does that good, but so does Philip Lindsay. And so does Royce Freeman get him off of the field. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Was that a mic drop there? Did you just mic drop after that? 
No, I'm 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 gestating with my fingers and <laughs> is it or with my finger? hands and I'm getting angry. You're two fingers getting me on towards the, the temple. <laughs> Beautiful. So how about uh Ed Dixon, tight end Seattle? I like it. I hated it to start with. Um again, this is kind of one of those what what are we calling it? Pukey uh gross, whatever barfy, barfy. tight end situations. Yeah. Um but Vanette's not doing anything. And and I'll admit I was wrong on Vanette at the beginning of the year. Uh, and I, he needs a red zone target. I mean, David Moore looks good, but I think Dixon's going to get a majority of the route routes at tight end for the uh, Seahawks. Yeah, I'm with you. It sucks, but it's the reality. <laughs> What do you guys think of uh, Dixon dynasty wise going forward? CSL he's or <laughs> he's old, and I like the Seahawks had Jimmy Graham, and then they let Jimmy Graham go. And while they don't use their tight end, that to me says that they're at least interested in having a tight end. Mm. I, I think I think Will Disley's the way to go there. Um, despite, uh, I think I hate, none of I, them are the way to go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, there's got to be better situations at tight end than the Seahawks. Right. Okay. Uh, last one. This guy is super up and down. This week was up. Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver, 49ers. Not this week. <laughs> I, I thought he had a uh, touchdown this week. No, no, yeah, no, he, was, he was No, he up. had he had one target. For 55 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, but this week coming up against the Raiders, I don't know if Bethard's playing. Sounds like he's having issues grabbing the ball mm. uh, with his wrist. So, and I don't remember who their backup is, but they picked Tom Savage as their QB three. Oh, God. Uh, so <laughs> going forward, maybe, because he seemed, Bethard seems to show a little bit of chemistry with Marquise Goodwin. Um, so he might be a decent uh, pick going forward, but definitely not this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still don't. I just, I don't like those inconsistent players. They just, to me, I don't know if I just have bad luck, but anytime I have home run hits like that, um, where it's like, yeah, great week this week, terrible week this week, they just never seem to match up with when I need them where it's like, they have their great week when you're up 30 and they have their yep. terrible week when you need four points, you know, yeah. the John Jackson, right. <laughs> Brandon, right. Yeah. Brandon cooks did it for a while before he got to the range. Tyrell Williams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Ted Ginn. Yep. That's all I had for offensive. Unless uh, you guys have anyone you're thinking. Nah. No. Nope. Okay. Let's kick it off with some defensive waivers then, Johnny. All right. And if uh, you guys have any, feel free to pipe in here. So uh, if Cunningham, the Zach Cunningham injury, uh, linebacker, Texans, if it's anything serious, you want to pick up some McKinney if you can, if you're in a shallower league. Uh, he's been a great uh, linebacker too all season, but he could really soak up some production if uh, Cunningham's out for any amount of time. Uh, we talked about Raekwon earlier. He had nine combined tackles, 87% of snaps this week. Baker dropped to 59% and had six combined tackles. Five of those were assists. So not great with that situation, but uh, that's two weeks in a row for Ray- Raekwon. That's still not enough for me. He's been crap this entire year until now. So I'm all set um, with the Derek Barnett injury to the Eagles. Chris Long saw 
62% of snaps this week, had a sack and a few tackles. Michael Bennett went up to 86% of snaps this week and had sacks the last three weeks, but not 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 this last one, but the last three weeks before that. Uh, so he's been a good option. Both of those guys are a good spot start DE option if you need it. Marcus May is back for the Jets, had a nice game, played 100% of snaps, is healthy again. If you need safety help, he's a great guy to pick up. Uh, Adarius Taylor was the guy that we saw, you know, thought was going to come in for Quan Alexander and kind of soak up that production. He did not. He had three combined tackles, played 80% of snaps. Uh, that was not ideal. So at this point, unless we see something different, I would just grab Kendall Beckwith and wait for him to come back and plug him and give him a go. Uh, Jordan Evans for the Bengals. Uh, this week, Perfect didn't play, and Vigil's still out. Uh, so Jordan Evans played 98% of snaps, had a monster week. Uh, if Perfect's back, uh, you could still play Evans because he, he was productive with Perfect the week before. Preston Brown's really been the only guy that's lost out uh, consistently in that situation. Uh, although he did okay this week with seven combined tackles, 83% of snaps. Uh, Tedrick Thompson, safety, Seattle. My dude. Yes, another great week. 98% of snaps. He's looking good. Definitely grab him if you need safety help. Two years I've been talking about this guy. About fucking time. Yeah, well, he's he's got his chance. That's for damn sure. And he's making the most of it. Uh, we've been waiting for KJ Wright since week one. He's finally back. Uh, five solo tackles, one pass defense, 85% of snaps. That's not bad. That's like a end of tier two type guy. That's what he's always been, and that's what he will always be. So grab him if you need that. Uh, Damon Harrison snacks only played like 12% more snaps on the lions this week. He was at 62% of snaps, but he had a gigantic friggin' game, seven solo tackles, one sack. And I think two or three tackles for loss, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had a monster game. So it, it would appear that the four down lineman thing does actually affect him. Uh, he was in a three, four on the giants as the nose tackle and his production was dog shit this entire year. He gets to the Lions, he's no longer the nose tackle, and he's right back to the guy that we've always known. So, Snacks is looking good. Um, some of those snaps, uh, he was a nose tackle, though. Uh, they were doing both three and four down linemen. Because um, there was, I remember them pointing out that he was double gap, double double A gapping. Yep. I, I yep. think that's the correct <laughs> term. Sorry, I don't scout it but I understand some terms. He was just double fisting. Yeah. (laughs) So basically he was just blocking two lanes right in like right up the gut. And yeah, he was basically responsible for grabbing the center and just holding them and eating up space there. And if anybody tries to run beyond the center on either side of him, he's responsible for that lane. Yeah. He was basically getting like double teamed in the middle. Um, So it just, a whole lot of no space there. And then the, which I would have thought would have meant the uh, Seattle couldn't run, but they just kind of went around because the lions can't set the edge. Yep. By uh, by the way, that, that defensive line all of a sudden got really scary with the Sean hand and uh, mm-hmm. snacks. Mm. The yeah, interior is great. could fucking when was the last time he was actually healthy yeah uh, man, 2014. I don't know. you almost feel bad for the guy it's just like dude you gotta get on the field man like it sucks but man this is this is bad for your life because somebody is gonna have to pay you at some point and they're not <laughs> yeah. gonna do that if you don't get on the field 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like every week he's questionable, then out at game time. This Sucks. is, uh, he's getting the DeAndre Levy treatment. Yep. But uh, there was, uh, we talked about this before the start of the season, that there's a difference in Damon Harrison in a 3-4. And even if he's playing 4-3 part of the time, that's right, right. better for him. There's like a 20-tackle difference between that. So th- this is good. This is all good for Mr. Harrison. Uh, we talked Josie Jewell earlier in the show, so we can skip that. Uh, Reggie Ragland is a good option if Hitchens is out for any amount of time. Uh, Mason Foster, another huge game, 100% of snaps at linebacker for the Redskins. It would appear that that torch has been passed. Uh, Zach Brown, is it's just not happening this year. doesn't look like it. And he only played like 60% of snaps this week, which uh, is not great. Um, EJ Goodson, good option while Ogletree is out. 87% of snaps, had a really nice day. Uh, Eric Reed for the third week in a row, his snap count went up 94%. That's a new snap high for the year, and he had a gigantic game. So if you need safety help, Yahoo's got him projected at zero, but he is not getting zero. That's for damn it's sure. A, it's almost like Eric Reed was good and was getting blackballed by the league. Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we talked about this earlier in the year um, when the Mike Hughes injury happened that this might open the door for Trey Waynes. It has opened the door for Trey Waynes. He's back to 100% of snaps, and he had a massive game this week. Nine solo tackles. Uh, Yeah. So if you need corner help, if this kind of snap production continues, that's a great option right there. Uh, And also, this one's not really a pickup, but just a note. Eli Apple, in his first game for the Saints, first or second, had uh, nine solo tackles and 96% of snaps. So that was good. Um, Yep, that's all I got for defensive. Nice. Eli Apple looked terrible <laughs> he got smoked yeah he looked really bad yeah like he i knew i don't know he's looked bad recently but this was like another level of bad and that's what you want in an idp corner the the better yeah. the better the better <laughs> <laughs> so uh nate your, yeah. se- your segment so let's do uh weekly <laughs> so uh nate do something yeah <laughs> Poke me with a stick. Why don't you? All right. So this is the part of the show where we're going to talk about last week real quick. Um, basically, each of us will have three guys, uh, one that played over uh, the projection, one who satisfied our, our rankings, and then um, someone who kind of was under under our rankings was kind of a bust. Um Fuck, I always forget about this segment. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, Sam, being that we uh, decided on this kind of last minute to have you on for the full show, um, wasn't sure if you had anything. Um, well, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm good on the fly, man. Yeah, nice, just, just nice. pull up a couple leagues, have a look. Um, you want to start, Nate? Yeah, yeah, I'll start. Um, so I'm going with, uh, for my over, uh, Devin McCourty. He had a touchdown. Well, he had a pick six and two tackles. Um, basically, you know, you can't rely on a pick six every week. So, um, he had basically two tackles plus frosting. So, uh, definitely overproduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with snacks. Harrison who had uh, seven solo tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack in his best game of the year by far. Uh, what do you got, Sean or Sam? Whoever, I got, whoever's uh, James Conner, 35.7 points uh, with 146 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and then five receptions for 66 yards. Jesus. With uh, with Bellin coming, that's not going to happen again. And if Bell doesn't come back, that's still probably not going to happen again. So um, love James Conner, huge fan. 
don't expect that. Mm. Same. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll balance out the episode here with another uh, offensive guy, uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, 12 for 58 on the ground with a touchdown and then two for 37 with a touchdown in the air. Uh, you just, he's, you have to rely on touchdowns with Kenyon Drake and he's just not going to get multiple touchdowns a game with the amount of touches he's getting in the timeshare with uh, Gore. Yeah, that's, that's certainly one of his best games by far. Uh, how about Matt's, uh, Matt projections? Oh yeah. Um, so my satisfied rankings is Allen Robinson, uh, who had five tackles and an assist. Um, Allen Robinson. You mean the wide receiver? Oh my God. No. Um, I wrote that down wrong. Uh, the fucking D tackle for the lions next to snacks. Oh, uh, God damn it. That was, that was, uh, trying to get my notes together quick and Trubisky threw way more interceptions than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So five tackles and an assist sitting next to snacks. Um, I think that that pairing is going to be really good. Yeah. Um, definitely. So, yeah. That's a hell of a one, two punch inside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, right. I'm going to go, oops, I'm sorry. I'll just go real quick. Uh, Bobby Wagner. Had six solo, two assists. That's his floor. That's what he should be doing every week. I'll take that every week. Okay. My Met expectations is uh, Josh Reynolds of the Rams. Uh, he had three catches for two touchdowns, and I expect him to do that every single week until the year's over. You What? Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm going <laughs> to no, call you out on that. No, not, not fucking at all. Uh, Antonio Brown. Um yeah, he's he's had good production pretty much every single week. I think his one week where he didn't, he still had like nine catches or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think that this week he had two touchdowns, which obviously bumped his points up significantly. But I still think that he can do within that realm because he only had six for 74. So I think that, you know, that eight receptions for 100 is definitely tangible. And I think that's probably about where we expect him to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll go with Adam Thielen, the guy just below Antonio Brown. Eight straight 100-yard games to start this season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. 103 yards on seven catches and a touchdown. So I think from here on out, that's kind of what you're expecting, that 80 to 100 range and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that which is crazy that that's what we're expecting, but – that's the reality of it. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's get over to under or bus candidates for the week. Um, I'm going with haha -ha Clinton Dix, uh, three tackles, two assists and a pass defense. Um, it just, he needs to up his tackle numbers now that he's going to the Redskins. I'm curious to see what he does. What do you guys think? Hmm. I'm going to go with Everson Griffin, one solo tackle, but this is his first game back after going batshit crazy. Uh, he'll be fine. You know, he's just got to work his way back in. So are you going to answer uh, Nate's question or are we just going to skip? Over? No, no, I'm, I'm skipping it because, because uh, a nine point game is not a bust. <laughs> That's why I'm skipping it. Mm. Okay. All right. You guys can answer it if you want. I wish I could find Fucking! I'll, I'll, we'll just ignore him. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, 
underperform. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, that's Jesus Christ. Fuck you, Yahoo. Filter out the bye weeks for me. Um, oh, T.Y. Hilton. Jesus fucking Christ. One reception for 34 yards. Mm. Yeah. In a 42 point game. Right, right. Jesus. Yeah, I think that speaks for itself. You think that's injury related or what was that game script or what? I don't know. It was five targets. So, mm. I mean, it's a low target share, but it's also enough that what the hell is happening. Right. So, yeah. I am going to go with David Njoku, a big old mm. goose egg. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I forgot right. about that one. Want to know why uh, Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley got fired? Was it David Njoku? I don't know, but that, I mean, you, when arguably your best pass catching option got zero, zero catches. Yeah. That I would, okay. I would not, I would not say Njoku's arguably the best pass catching option there, but, but you're arguing it. So (laughs) I didn't know I'm arguing against it. I'd say no. (laughs) If you're arguing that I, I argue that you're just, insane, but I really That's like fine. Njoku. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Njoku, but I don't, I wouldn't put him in the same category as Jarvis Landry. Um, so yeah, e- either way, Njoku is a great option and a zero is super disappointing and ultimately ridiculous. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, definitely. Did we get Sam? Did we? That was mine. Oh, sorry. Um, my, my head's in the clouds. <laughs> Johnny the Greek. We are going off the rails. Yeah, we are. So uh, this super, is week super organized eight, today. Right? Yeah, that's our calling card. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we actually nailed the bet this week again. That brings us to three and five for the year. <laughs> are we better than the Giants? Uh, we are better than the Giants. Uh, the, the Patriots covered with some fourth quarter magic, uh, minus 14 at Buffalo. This week, though, I, I think we're looking good again. I'm going to go with Casey, minus eight and a half at Cleveland. What do you guys think? Sure. Uh, Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think there's any way they don't put up more than that against Cleveland, who's changing coaches. Right. I also think that that spread's probably going to change. Absolutely. That's why you should probably do it now because it's going to go yeah. up. Yeah. For sure. Definitely now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the price isn't great. It's minus 115. So 10 gets you 870. But that's that's the smallest that spread's going to be. Um, yeah. Nice. So uh, as we go off the rails, someone um, has stolen this train and is riding it through uh, Red Dead, whatever. Um, New make, oh my God, over. that was terrible. I was trying what to think are of you that. Doing? Yeah, it's a bad segue. I'll, I'll admit it. Um, so make sure and follow us on Twitter. Tell us how bad we are. Um, uh, at IDP guys. Don't, don't include the rest of us in your terrible segues. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm not taking the blame for that. That's terrible. Sure. All right. Um, listeners do not hold me responsible for that. You're responsible, <laughs> sir. 
Very. <laughs> you allow me to do this. Um, <laughs> I'm at Nate Cheat. John is at OrangeMan3142. Sean is at Lanny1925. And don't forget about Sam at FF Stompy. Uh, subscribe to the show. Go on our website, idpguys.org. On the sidebar to the right, there is uh, some links to uh, for Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and an RSS feed to get this in your favorite podcatcher. Um, if you'd like to help us out, donate. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash IDP guys, and we have some great perks there for our um, uh, uh, donators. Yeah. Donors, holy donors. crap! <laughs> donors, thank you. Save. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get to hear Sam talk about the French broom handler or whatever that's called. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, you are welcome. <laughs> yeah, so Patreon just a members dollar get a month. pictures. <laughs> just a dollar a month, and we won't subject you to the French <laughs> broom handle. <laughs> um, but there's some great stuff there, including. Um, access to our discord channel. We've got a a private channel just for Patreon members, but then there's the general channel for everyone else. Get in there. A lot of good IDP uh, information of Johnny actually figured out. We've got over a hundred years of combined IDP knowledge on our staff. Yeah. And that's on the staff. Once you get into the discord channel, I'm sure it probably doubles. Um, so just a lot of good information, a lot of good insight in there. So if you're tired of losing your leagues because of your IDP players, um, you know, get involved in our, uh, IDP community. Um, also I want to mention that every Sunday we're doing live start sits, um, through Periscope. It's, um, Gary Van Dyke at H Bogart 27 is doing them with, the help of Johnny and I in the background uh, fielding questions and sending them to him and stuff. So make sure you're following him at H Bogart 27. And on Sunday morning, about 11 o'clock, we kick off. And if you get in there, you can uh, have your questions answered on who to start. Sam is usually involved in that too. He's field some of the offensive questions that slip through. So uh, make sure you don't miss that. Um, that's Sundays at 11. Um, with that, uh, so we usually talk about our records, uh, this week I went five and six. How'd you guys do? Hmm. Uh, no, go ahead. All right. Okay. No, you go. go. I'm done. I quit. (laughs) So the, just end the show now. No, no, no. Sean, you go, you go. All right. This week I actually won 23 out of 30. This was a really, really good one this week. Um, and that's because, all of the fucking LaShawn McCoy shares that I have that have been just shit all year that I was forced to start because of bye weeks and various other reasons this week. Uh, those all finally paid off. So wow, that was great. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I went seven and one in college. Thanks to Inu Benjamin uh, out of ASU and seven and one in Yahoo NFL and one and one in dynasty. So pretty good week. Nice. Sam. I think I think I was around 500. I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, <laughs> I never am. There's yeah. too many to count. I just yeah. kind of look at it. And I'm like, yeah, I won that one. I won that one. <laughs> I was around 500. I had to, I had a bad week receivers wise because I I own a lot of Juju who doesn't who didn't have a great week. I own a lot of Alshon who didn't have a great week. So I think I had around 500. 
this week. Nice, nice. Cool. So uh, just a reminder to our listeners, if you want to hear the behind the scenes, learn what a French broomstick is <laughs> and hear our takes on Red Dead, uh, just listen to After the Credits. So, uh, for everyone out there listening, this is, we're just kind of going to talk uh, a little behind the scenes pregame banter. So, uh, if we say anything offensive, it's Sam's fault. Don't blame me. It's always you, Sam. Guys. These trains are so long and red. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. The game, that game is amazing. Sam, yes. how are you not played it yet? Well, I was in Kansas City this weekend. Ooh. And then I've had to produce content for you assholes. So not an excuse. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Don't include me. I've not been demanding content. I've okay. been demanding Red Dead. There you go. So sorry for Nate. <laughs> Sean's the silent partner. <laughs> I'm the dude who sits here and plays Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> During the show. I might now I'm getting peer pressured. I might have to stay up late tonight. Dude, I have been getting, like, this is going to be the worst show that I've ever done. Because I've been getting, on average, like, three hours of sleep since this game came out. Oh, I'm, good. Yeah. I'm playing it till, like, 7, and then I'm waking up at 10. It's a fucking nightmare of a life, but it's so worth <laughs> it. I wish I could do that. I really do. Like, I haven't been able to play since Sunday because... And you're not trying hard enough. Oh my God, man. Like just so much, so many deadlines, so much stuff with school. I would be playing right now. Like I, if I could have gotten out of this uh, podcast, I would be playing Red Dead. But <laughs> the show has to go on. I'm just, I like, oh man. The number of people that I've killed in this game is just insane. <laughs> 25 bounty hunters outside my door just blew them all to hell nice nice <laughs> the deer that i've slaughtered like i go yeah, hunting so, so often in that game oh man pete is coming pete is coming after you yeah <laughs> oh like my the, favorite the amount of depth they go into skinning the animals in this yeah. is insane yeah full animation uh my favorite is uh kicking rabbits as i'm galloping <laughs> i haven't even tried that <laughs> oh man every time like they scurry across the path and i'll just like i'll, I'll be kind of like um brian from family guy like steer off the path real quick run them over oh and then you you feel it in your your um remote like it jerks for a second that thump when you just like crush a rabbit's head but don't <laughs> 
Yeah. And then I get off my horse, I go skin the rabbit and uh, take it into town and sell it. Yeah, dude. There, there is nothing about this game that I don't enjoy. And mm. it's like, it's definitely a game where I'm playing it and I'm like, yeah, this isn't for everybody. There's a ton of stuff to do that is like not super action packed, but I'm absolutely loving it. Like I'm loving stalking that like 700 pound fucking elk for 10 minutes and just finding them and hunting them down and then shooting them right through the head. Like I'm loving that. And then getting the pelt and driving 10 minutes back to town to mm-hmm. fucking turn it. It's a lot of fun. And there are a lot of people that are going to hate that shit. <laughs> so Sean's a sociopath is what I'm hearing. I yeah, like mostly. it too, though. That stuff is I'm fun. A, I'm, a hunter. I'm a hunter. It's what I am. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, a, I'm here to hunt animals and turn them in for profit. <laughs> Sean, have you had any spectacular horse accidents yet? Hmm. Oh <laughs> Those are the God. greatest. <laughs> they okay. Here's the thing. I think they actually did it really well because they happen a lot, but they only happen when I'm trying to get away from bounty hunters. Where it's <laughs> yeah. like, where it's like, yeah, when I'm paying attention and I'm on the road. No, I never fucking fly off my horse. But as soon as the bounty hunters show up and I'm trying to jump on my horse quick and get away, mm-hmm. then it's. Like, Yep, I'm not really looking where I'm going, and I immediately just run straight into a fucking rock and just fly ten feet off my horse. Yep, and then they're uh, surrounding you. But, like, yeah, and then I just get shot to death. Yeah. God damn, we got a lot of news this week. Yeah, it's especially today. A lot of yeah, news. This trade deadline just happened. Mm. This has been a wild trade deadline. I don't feel like it's ever been this active. There's no been, recent. There's been years with bigger moves, but this one had a lot of moves. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember the year Trent Richardson moved, um, where that was like a really weird one, where Richardson, I think, he had like, he had like a decent rookie year, and then he had a bad year too, and then got shipped before his rookie contract was over after being a first round running back. So that was kind of a. For for a first round pick to the Colts, was it for mm. a first round pick too? I believe so. Yeah, that's crazy. That was one that just like I remember blowing me away at the time. I was like, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, a lot of big moves today. The one that struck my eye, even with all the big ones, is the Rams getting Dante Fowler mm. on top yeah. of what they already have. Yeah. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Their defensive yeah. line is going to kill people. Bad day for Lions fans, though. Like, Golden Tate was such a good dude. Like, yeah, he was a he was a great player. He was a lot of fun to watch. I can't remember anybody in recent memory that's been that good after the catch. And like, that was just it was exciting to watch, man. I've mm-hmm. never seen anybody so slippery as a receiver. It's just absolutely nuts. And he was a fan favorite. Like, there was nothing about the dude that you could hate. Yeah, as a fan, of, and now he's gone, and that fucking blows because it just kind of sucks the life out of the fan base. Where it's like we have been rooting for him above everybody else for what three years, four years now. Yeah, and- I've come to terms with it. I was actually, I I wanted him to stay, but I was anticipating him leaving, and this I is knew probably he was the best. Go with the- 
year, but it's different to leave mid year where it's like, if he leaves at the end of the year, you have the whole year to process that you have the whole year to get hyped about the other receivers, but Mm -hmm. now like, yeah, shit, there's nobody I can really get excited about more than I was already excited for golden day. You Mm -hmm. know, Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay is sweet, but we haven't seen him up against top corners. And beyond that, like, He's not somebody that I'm getting newly excited about, you know, where like the off season happens and you bring in some random scrub to be your wide receiver three. And you're like, fuck yeah, this could be the guy. This could be the guy. Who who steps into that role now? uh, TJ Jones, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of dynasty leagues. I don't think it's going to do anything in terms of redraft, but yeah, I don't know. It sucks. I'm bummed. (laughs) Like I'm really bummed about the loss of him. Really, I, I don't know. I'm just experiencing different uh, feelings, I guess. Um, well, it's also it's also the Vikings game coming up too, and like that means a lot I, compared uh, to. I haven't bought tickets yet, but I was planning on going to this Vikings game, and the last one, uh, it was actually two years ago that I went to it, and it ended with Golden Tate doing his flip on yeah, the Sunday flip. That was great. Like. That's and like my buddy turning to me and being like, "What was it? it was like 27 seconds enough for your boy Matt Stafford?" And I'm just all wasted. I was like, "Yeah, plenty." Then <laughs> all get cocky, the, get the golden tape, just dick right in Sandejo's face, and just the whole thing. It was just such a memorable moment for me. And now, like a week before we go play the Vikings again, he's just not going to be there. It's like, yeah, yeah. that sucks. It oh, just sucks. I know it. He's one of my favorite players, that's for sure. I I mean, I guess, I don't know, Snacks has kind of become, like, he's kind of taken that hole, like, filled that hole that uh, Golden Tate's. It's been one week, though. How can you be as attached to Snacks as you were to Golden Tate? Because I was already a fan of him. Like, yeah. I was a fan of him at the Giants, and now he's a lion. Like, that's. Yeah, I get that. I just like for me, like watching Golden Tate as a lion was just something special. Like mm. it's something we're never gonna see again as Lions fans is the shit that we got to see out of Golden Tate. Where like I'm not gonna put him up there as one of the best receivers in the league, but like I'm definitely gonna say that the shit that he did was shit that nobody else could do. You know, it was just it was cool shit to watch on TV and I'm not going to get to see that from the Lions anymore. And that's a bummer. I I feel like they weren't using him as much this, this year though. I don't know if that's just my sporadic, um, watching of the games, but that's true. But even, even with that, man, like watch that touchdown he has against the Cowboys and like, tell me that that was not the most exciting shit that you've seen out of the Lions this year. Like regardless of everything that happened, that is the coolest shit we've seen from Detroit this year. I don't know. The coolest shit I've seen is carry on Johnson going for almost a hundred yards in one play. Yeah. I mean, like that's cool from a stats perspective, but I don't know. Colton Tate just had some plays where you watch him and you're like, Holy shit, that was awesome. You think he's down yeah. like six times and No, that is true. He's slippery. Slippery is the best word for him. He's yeah. the slipperiest player in the NFL. Super slippery. Uh but yeah, just wild day. I'm sure we'll get into that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just finishing up my notes. So uh, feel oh. free to talk about anything interesting. Yeah, I should probably uh, I should probably check the notes. And I sent them, and I like glazed over them real quick. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Do we still have Sam? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm doing research. Word. <laughs> Quote research. He's jerking off while, oh. while, <laughs> while live. Go yep. I was going to go there. I was like, it's better if he does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just showing people the behind the scenes. This is how I get ready for podcasts. Mm, yep. <laughs> yeah, I usually throw a shampoo bottle in my ass before we go live. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you and Nate probably do like the French broomstick, don't you? <laughs> the Ooh, French broomstick. What's that one? Actually, you need multiple people, but oh man, that's <laughs> even better. It's a great name. There's, what is it's it? It's just basically lining up as uh, putting dicks in each other's asses, and then like it's like a broom handle, and then one sticks a broom handle up their ass, and you're riding a what broomstick. What are you even talking about? I don't even about? know where, where this is. I can't picture this. I'm just thinking so of dicks and butts. Guys, and, guys lined up and fucking each other in the ass. Like a train? Yep. And well, then one has a broom. The, the one at the end of it has a broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's you are good. welcome. Yeah, thank you. That's good shit. All I'm right, first. so right. your handwriting is terrible. Like, yeah, well, it's like a it's like a serial killer's child. Yeah, serial, wow. like I. Oh my god, your G's, dude. How yeah. do you write the letter G? I don't even understand what fast. you're doing. Here Very fast. That. Uh, that's that's how it looks like an S. Yeah. Well, that's fine. <clears throat> I mean. Oh. What what do you guys really need notes for on this shit? We we talk all the stats are read out. We talk about it anyway. Like, what is there to look at? All right, so grab your grab your notes. I'm gonna have you cross off a bunch of these uh, a bunch of these waivers because I just don't even want to talk about them. Okay, go ahead. All right, give me one sec. I'm looking some of these up right now. Yeah, some are some are repeats. The one with the ones with IR next to them are because of other injuries. And the QT one, it doesn't probably doesn't matter anymore with the trade today. Yeah. Okay. So take Jakeem Grant off. We talk about him every week, and the only reason he's on there is because he's getting return yards, and that shows up in your league, and it doesn't show up in anybody else's. <laughs> he's getting like four points a game as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, cross offs Valdez Scantling, even with that, uh, Allison having the bad game, yeah, cross it off. Um, okay. it's magic, cross it off. That's trash. Isn't he uh, gonna start though? What isn't Fitz is Fitz magic started? Yeah, yes, yeah, it's a quarterback though. Nobody cares about that. Super flex, like dynasty. Dynasty is like 40 years old. Superflex. If you're playing Superflex, you should know to pick up every starting quarterback. Uh, let's see. Jack Doyle is a good one. David Moore is a good one. Uh, Peyton Barber is a good one. Uh, take Kute off just because they just traded for somebody or they just picked somebody Demarius up. Thomas. Traded for Demary Thomas. Yeah. yeah, okay, so take Kute off. We don't really need to talk about him. Yep. Uh, um, 
was Devontae Parker on there? Because he's the only receiver in yeah, right. Miami right now. Yeah, Miami only has like three receivers. And he had a massive fucking game last week. 180 right. yards, two touchdowns, one touchdown, something like that. But I think I think the rest of them are yeses. Um, Montgomery just got traded. Aaron Jones was already a go. He shouldn't be on anybody's waiver wire, but we can talk about him anyway. Um, DJ Moore is the only one that I... Don't know what's going on there. Um, let's see. DJ Moore. And these aren't mine, by the way. They're Yahoo's. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, some of them are surprising. It's like, how are these guys on these wires? But then again, I, I don't have them on my team. So, you know, I guess there's a reason. Yeah, I mean, it looks <laughs> like DJ Moore's... Like, I wasn't a fan of him coming out of college. It but seems like he's starting to, you know, produce. I mean, he's getting like five or six targets a game. That's not sustainable. He also, like, part of it was that he had two rushes for 40 yards. So, mm. yeah. All right. I'm all good on all those. Um, headphones here. I'm just kind of wrapping things up here. So what are we talking to Sam about? I don't know. What are we talking to Sam about? I figured... Sam, do you know anything about anything? (laughs) No. I just kind of bullshit my way through. I mean, other than broom handles, do you know anything? I'm just here to make fun of uh, all three of you. (laughs) <laughs> you tried to think of names but you didn't even know those yeah i forgot <laughs> <laughs> is uh hey with the brandon marshall thing do you think jewel's gonna get some play i do right, i so mean we'll touch on that, that so i i put it in that um rookie roundup article but there was rumors around trading him i i, I yeah. have to think they will right um uh, especially now that like i I don't know about that Demarius trade. Uh, kind of, <laughs> I don't know if they think they can win or not, but uh, I would think that they'd be better off giving Jules some sh- uh, more more snaps, I suppose. Well, I mean, even if they are going, shutting it down, going to shutdown mode, maybe he'll get snaps anyway just to see what they got, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, Godshow was at over 80% of snaps this week, but did dick shit nothing, which sucks. Yeah. Um, what else? Who are the other rookies? Oh, Burks. He hasn't done much. Um, he had he had three tackles on eight snaps on Sunday. Oh wow, that's actually a really good percentage for eight snaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. If he had played a hundred percent, that would have been a massive game. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know what they're doing there. Um, because. Nobody else can really guard tight ends there. I mean, not that Sunday's game was any indicator because the Rams don't use tight ends, but yeah, right. I really like Gerald Everett, though. Like I do too, I do as too. a player. I I think that that's going to take off next year. This year, there's nothing happening there, but next year, I'm really into it. Um, who else? Oh, Jair Alexander had a huge day on Sunday. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, so did Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers has actually had just a good 2018. Mm-hmm. 
The one without uh, the Y, right? Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Jesse Bates is awesome. Um, quietly part of or part of the defensive rookie of the year discussion. Yeah, dude. Jesse Bates is fucking tight. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's so consistent. He is a sweet player. Yeah. He he literally does not have bad weeks, <laughs> like at all. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's really good. Like I'm really glad so many of my uh, my guys in the draft have panned out. Like the one that really didn't pan out was Sky Moore. Um, right. But Which, like outside yeah. of that, like Jair Alexander, Jesse Bates, Marcus Davenport has been really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Denzel Ward. But Denzel Ward was always was kind of a given. Whereas like yeah. He's going to be really good. Um, but like Fred Warner, fuck man. Like all those guys have been super good. And I've been really excited about this defensive rookie class. Yeah. There've been a lot of good IDP rookies this year. Very good. And uh, Chubb's starting to heat up. He's had a good few games. Yeah. He's had, I think he has five and a half sacks over the last three. Yeah. Right. He had half a sack this week, handful of tackles, which isn't terrible for, you're playing him as like a spot start in most leagues. So yeah, I'll right. take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a league where I'm starting him. Unfortunately, it might be the replacements league. Do you see the replacements yeah. league, dude? It's fucking horse shit. I lost by less than a point. It's like, <laughs> I am, I'm, I have scoured the waiver wires to build that team from literal trash and built a pretty fucking awesome team. And unfortunately it's just not in literally the, the Cleveland me. Browns from last year. You're well, maybe not last year, but this year losing by like a point by yeah, like I'm, a field I'm goal. losing by a point every week. And I built that team from the waivers. Cause Yahoo drafted me a bunch of retired players. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. Just don't ever, don't ever get auto drafted on Yahoo. That shit's trash. Just not for IDP. Yeah, yeah. Yahoo had Eric Reed at zero points this week. He had a fucking massive game again. Played like ninety percent of snaps. Yeah, they uh they redid their projections where like I feel like four times a year or something they'll go through and they'll redo their projections, but they don't do them weekly, which is. Yeah. Absolute garbage. Like for how much money you guys make, pay one guy like pay fifty us. bucks. <laughs> Just pay us fifty bucks to do your projections for you. It's absolute garbage that they don't even take the time to put those together. Mm, yeah, it's pretty bad. And then they'll have the ones that where it's like sky high for no reason, like Bostic or uh, mm. Josh Bynes last week. Like just craziness. Yeah, I mean Didn't Bynes Bostic have one hundred and fifty so projected like points. Two hundred. 200 point projection. Right. It's like, yeah. Right. Like, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. 200% of their normal production production or whatever. <laughs> of any no, that was a, production. That was in the replacements league. That was like, he was projected for like 80 tackles. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Someone put the season total in the wrong spot. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, all right. So, two options here. Um, one, we do regular interview with Stompy. Uh, the other option, we do the interview. And I was just thinking about this. What about just having Sam on for the whole show? That's yeah. fine, too. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good with that. And then we can just kind of like naturally go into his spot. Um, 
And let's see. So what I've got written down for the interview with him would be update on side projects, update on articles, and then just open discussion. Do you think we can do open discussion without it falling flat? I mean, what is open discussion? Right. I I guess it's open discussion. I thought we were going to cover rookies and the shit he's been working on. You know what I mean? Like, well, the articles, I weren't, didn't we just have a count? Like it got brought up and no one had any ideas of what to talk about. Yeah. Well, we've got ideas is that was was so open discussion would be the ideas. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Whatever. I, I mean, I don't really know what's going on. So I, when it gets time for Sam's thing, I have shit written down. We're fine. Okay. So as long as someone can guide the conversation. Yeah. It, I don't even think we need to. Sam's, well, that's Sam's why I was good. He talks, you know, we're fine. If it was going to fall flat or not. No, okay. No. Sam, you got time. You can do the whole show. Yes, sir. Yeah. And he probably should ask that first. But well, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. It I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just doing research tonight for my start set article, by the way, Yeah. thinking about putting a, um, just forgot his name. Oops. Ignore me real quick. Hold on. Gary? Ignoring. James Connor on my sits list. Ooh. Oh. <sighs> yeah. No, I'd put him on there. Any Le'Veon Bell news? Uh, he no, hasn't reported but- <laughs> and they weren't trading him. Yeah. They can't, if he comes can't back, though, you yeah. can't play him. No. Yep. Like, you, you can't play either of them. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I it's it's tough. I cause, well, because Le was Lev. He wasn't really overly efficient ever. He just gets a lot lot of volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. That's true. All right. So I don't know if that's true. Hold on. Let me uh <laughs> let me pull up Lev Bell's stats real quick. I feel like he gets a lot of volume. No, he definitely gets a lot of volume, but you can be, you can get a lot of volume and be efficient, which would put you in the top three running backs. Um, Le'Veon Bell. Where is your page here? Uh, I guess he does. Never mind. Last year he wasn't. He only had 4 0 yards per carry. Yeah. And you're not making your money on the, on that you're making your money on the receiving right i mean um it's like what do you do receiving last year uh Um, 655 receptions yeah and that's the that's the thing where like 85 receptions for somebody who has 35 receptions like your average running back you know that's uh that's fucking 50 points on them and you get 50 points on somebody you're moving from rb2 to rb1 numbers is basically what that is Mm -hmm. so speaking of volume i gotta test something real quick so oh my god that was the worst segue ever (laughs) yeah i know right (laughs) i want to be dead test the shizer too the shizer is the one that we i have to Raise volume all the way up. Okie dokie. So we get one of them. That was it. Uh, so do we want to take our five minutes, have a cigarette, get ready for this, and we'll just launch straight into the show with Sam on? Yep. All right. I'm going to sure. pause the uh, the recording since it'll just be dead air.